What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 37 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and today we will be recapping the Han Prix. No, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> we'll be recapping Vegas. <laughs> we did have a Han Prix, though. Yes. Han, you want to tell us? Yeah, I'll, I'll just... It was my birthday on Friday. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. I didn't get to respond to every message. Just, I felt the love, though. Thank you so, so much. It being Vegas weekend was just like, it was a big weekend for all of us, mm-hmm. I think. Like, I just had a lot going on. But um, last night, we're recording on Sunday, so Saturday night, I hosted the first ever hand pre. I talked about it before it happened. We went indoor go-karting, mm-hmm. me and my nine closest friends. <laughs> and, and it I, did not go well. Well, for you, it didn't go well. It did not go well for me. I did great. I podiumed. <laughs> Emma did podium. She- <laughs> I finished second last both races and only because my friend Christine crashed both races. So she was last. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, it's not for me. I was on the brakes every, every corner. See, with this karting, like with this track, you really didn't need to be on the brakes at every corner. I just was so worried about hitting the barriers or getting stuck or something. Oh yeah, that's fair. But I shouldn't have been on the brakes every corner. The, the carts go 50 kilometers an hour. And I was probably going 35 each time. <laughs> However, I will say, so my boyfriend, Cam, he won, but, and my, and my other bestie, Tori, she got third. But my problem with those two, <laughs> not my problem with you, but my problem with those two is that on the first race, you're supposed to do like a formation lap. Yeah. Like, like go slow. Like there's yellow flags and there's red flags and there's green flags. So there's supposed to be a yellow flag for the whole first lap. As soon as we got out of the pits... Tori and Cam went right at each other. Yep. As fast as they could. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to yell at them to go slow and they just called me well, they names and they didn't know. Kept driving. They didn't know. Okay. So that's my issue with them. But yeah, it was very fun. I I've never been karting before. It was so much fun. I would one hundred percent do it again. Emma plugged the podcast while we were there. Because one of the employees, <laughs> one of the employees because I was wearing my Aston Martin jersey, and one of the guys who work there asked where I got it from. And I was like, oh, Furious Motorsport. And he's like, is there a McLaren one? And I was like, yes. And I was like, after this race, um, I'll send you the link because if you use our code, you get a discount. And he was like, wait, really? And then I was literally like, yeah, me and like the girl up front, like we have a motorsports podcast. And he thought it was the coolest thing. This so. is while our engines are running, like, yeah. right before the race. So we couldn't hear anything. But I thought you were flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were. <laughs> I was just plugging the podcast. Um, Same thing that happened in Toronto. Just yeah. plug in the podcast. No, I know. You are dedicated, like so dedicated to <laughs> to track talk. But um, yeah, no, we had so much fun. Afterwards, I had a podium ceremony at my house with a really dusty trophy mm-hmm. that I found in my basement and champagne. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that I got to do that with my friends. It felt like a 12-year-old's birthday party, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was so fun. Oh, I mean, I don't know how long your friends stayed, but I left because I had promised. I need you guys to know what happened. So I left at like 1130 or so to go to my dad's house because earlier in the day, he asked me to watch the Grand Prix with him. And I was like, this is this is sweet. Like he doesn't ever really watch Formula One unless it's on. He'll listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. and support it. But he's never wanted to watch a race with me Mm -hmm. before. So earlier in the day when he asked me, I was like, okay, download F1 TV. I'll log in when I get there and we'll watch the race. And I told him I'd come over for like 1145 ish, like right before the race started. Probably not my best decision. (laughs) I don't think you even know what happened. I don't know what happened. So when I was talking to him in the afternoon, I had even suggested we could watch at my apartment Mm -hmm. because I have F1 TV already logged in. Mm -hmm. Like it's a fine place. And he was like, no, just come over. Like we'll watch it at my house. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, So I left Hannah's at 1130. And it's about five, five, seven, seven minutes max from like Hannah's to my dad's place. Um, and I call him and I'm like, hey, I'm on the way. Did you download F1 TV? And he was like, no, I couldn't find it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, why well, I couldn't get the app on this TV? And I was like, okay, so you were telling me this at 1135, like the race is in 25 minutes. So how are we going to watch it? And he's like, well, we'll just watch on TSN. And I'm, I'm annoying i'm like i'm not watching commercials during the vegas grand prix okay so you did texas and i was laughing because i'm like you were such a motorsport snob now you're no, like literally. no commercials i must watch <laughs> i was i afterwards i was like this is so pretentious like i'm sorry but i cannot have commercials i watched on tsn were there, but there are commercials weren't there uh a very few but there are but so i get there and he's trying to log in or he's trying to download or find it and it's not working and he literally is trying everything it's like 
10 to midnight at this point. And I was like, look, I don't even have time to go back home and watch the beginning of the race because mm-hmm. I'm 15 minutes away. So I'm like, well, my mom lives down the street and she has F1 TV. And he's like, I'm not watching at your mom's place. And I was like, no, but I am because I'm clearly not watching here because you don't have it. And he's like, well, what's wrong with TSN? And I'm just, I'm just a snob, as Hannah said, and I don't want commercials. Um, I, I mean that in like the most endearing way. That's totally fair. Yeah. It's not, I'm a snob. I'm the, I'm the worst person. Um, and so it's like five to 12 and I'm like, I'm heading across the street. Like I'm just going to watch at mom's place because she's got a whole theater set up. And I was like this, I need it. I need it. My parents are fine. They're just Mm -hmm. separated. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, no problem. If your dad comes, like it's just watching the basement. Mm -hmm. And my little brother came too. Uh, he passed out during like the third lap. We get there. I have F1 TV playing on my phone because I, it's literally as I turn on the theater and I have everything, it's almost a formation lap. Yeah. The Wi-Fi is not connected. No. The Wi-Fi is not connected. And I was like, oh my God, this is the worst. Um, so I'm trying to log into the Wi-Fi and then I have to re-sign into F1 TV, but I have too many devices logged into F1 TV. So then I had to re-log in on someone else's device and like delete a bunch of devices. So I had to take my dad's phone. He's holding my phone in front of me so I can watch the formation lab. By the time I get the Wi-Fi and like connected and log back into F1 TV, it the first lap has already started and like that collision or whatever that was just happened. So I literally, I, I saw it on my phone, but I didn't, anyway, we eventually got it working like halfway through the first lap, but it wow, was a disaster. It damn close. I know. I know. That's crazy. I, um, that was my story. I had told my friends, look, please come over and, you know, have, you know, cake and pizza and whatever we want at my place after. But as of midnight, you lose me Mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. And they stayed till like Mm 12.05. And that last five minutes, like they they lost me. I wasn't, I wasn't there. I I was watching the race. That's fair. (laughs) Um, Let's get into it. Okay. The Vegas Grand Prix weekend. There's a lot to cover. Uh, I watched practice. Yeah. I feel like we all wanted to. Uh, I didn't watch practice. No, I should say I watched free practice one and it lasted eight minutes. See, I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it because I was at the Jonas Brothers concert. But it's fine. I didn't miss anything anyway, except for... I love practice sessions. It was eight minutes long. Yeah, and if every one of them was eight minutes, I'd watch them all. Okay, well, I don't think Carlos enjoyed it. (laughs) Look, we're going to get into it, but I don't think... I think there's a bunch of F1 fans that also did not enjoy it. Hannah, what happened in free practice? So after... Eight minutes, Carlos's car was stopped. And all of us were kind of like, why? And originally the broadcast was like, oh, he's had an engine failure. And I was like, are you actually kidding me? The Ferrari engine lasted eight minutes? (laughs) Like, come on. It did, but it wasn't on Carlos necessarily. So what had happened was, I don't even think it was like like a flying lap that he was on, but Carlos went over a manhole cover what else would you call them? A... It was a water valve cover. Water valve cover. So it cover. wasn't like a yeah. big manhole. It was like... Yeah, it was a bit smaller, but still it wasn't welded down good enough or whatever that, whatever, however you would keep it down. And the cover came up because of all the downforce. It essentially ruined Carlos's engine. Mm-hmm. And the video was kind of crazy. There's just sparks flying everywhere. And he pulled over and then Esteban hit it. And Joe as well. And then Joe hit it. So... Yeah, after eight minutes of free practice one, they had to, or well, the track was in shambles, so they had to say that they weren't going to resume the session and uh, get a crew out there to make sure that the track was going to be safe for free practice two, at which point I was like, well, I'm not staying up because free practice two was at 2 a.m. I had to work the next morning. Um, But I I had heard that free practice two might not even have happened. Mm -hmm. Like there was issues about like what, whether it was going to go on or not. And I don't know why. So they had to go around and check, like inspect every other cover Mm -hmm. on the track, but they extended FP2 because they, to make up for like FP1. So it was 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes. And the people that had bought the tickets just for the Thursday night practice, this is where the issue comes in. The people that bought the tickets for the Thursday night practice, they were planning on staying until fp2 started because Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they why do you know why they maybe weren't going to go forward with fp2 well in case they didn't get the track inspected in time or maybe if it went too late like these drivers do need to sleep so i could be wrong but i think fp2 was originally supposed to start at like midnight Mm -hmm. in vegas Mm -hmm. and so they didn't know if they were going to go ahead with fp2 because they had to push it back a few hours and at by the time that they realized 
that it wasn't going to start until like 2, 2.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, all the f- spectators were pretty much forced out of the venue. They weren't allowed to watch. But they, why? I'm so confused. Okay, so see the... See, like, what's the explanation? The CEO of Formula One, Dominic Alley, said... We were concerned about our public safety and security officials who'd been in service for a long time and are being asked to work for the next three nights. We were concerned about transportation employees who are responsible for driving fans back to hotels. By federal law, they were bumping up against the amount of time they can leave legally and safely drive the buses. Um, also, the hospitality staff needed the ability to clean and resupply guest areas to ensure fan experience is optimal for everyone over the coming days. And also, they didn't even know if they were going to have an FP2, so they didn't want the fans staying there late and not mm-hmm. be able to watch anything by the end of it. Um, and so I totally, I understand that explanation. Like, yes, we want to watch a, a spectacle. We all want to watch practice sessions, but there's there's laws that they have to abide by. Um, if everyone had just stayed until the end of FP2, which could have gone until 4 a.m., that means all the hospitality staff would have had to stay so much later. That's just not fair to them. It's not fair to security, transportation, who are given that set schedule and now everything was pushed back. So I, I understand that to an extent. However, what I don't understand is- Is what? Vegas not the city that never sleeps? It is the city that never sleeps, but the the F1 track, the paddock, they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to never sleep. Like yeah, okay, they're, okay. they're on schedule time. Their only concern is what's happening inside the track limits inside the paddock and everything. Um, Okay. So I understand it to an extent. You're not just looking after the fans, but like everyone else involved in making this happen. Right. What I don't understand is not giving them a refund. Compensating them Mm -hmm. fairly because I believe most of them were given $200 F1 store vouchers. Yes. So they're still kind of making money. Well, the money stays within F1. Exactly. They give the voucher, the voucher goes right back to them. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it's not a refund. No, it's not a refund at all. So they weren't, the, the the people that had got tickets for the Thursday, they weren't refunded. They were given $200 voucher. And then a class action lawsuit was filed against Vegas Grand Prix, which I support. I don't know, I don't know anything about law, but I support it. Well, I don't either, but we have a listener who messaged us who was like, yeah, I'm a law student and like, mm-hmm. we support. Yeah. So after FP2 that's where we got into the press conferences. Toto Wolf. Oh, yes. Um, so s- someone, I've seen a few sources that said that Toto Wolf was actually an investor in the Las Vegas Grand Prix. And he was very passionate about the incident that happened with Carlos in the manhole mm-hmm. cover. He mm-hmm. said, you know, this happens. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. They what- have, they were saying lots of like, you know, it's a street circuit. Like, this happens. It happens when you race on the streets. It's happened in Baku. It's happened in Monaco. I'm he like, was getting very upset at the way that people were shitting on Vegas and the track. And right. was like, we shouldn't be speaking negatively about them. Like, you don't need to have these comments. Like, this, these, these things happen. He was getting, like, very yeah, he was. angry. In response, Max was like, he would not be saying this if it was his car. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I and And then we'll get into it, but... The fact that Carlos, due to the incident, had to take a new engine um, and was given a 10-place grid penalty because he had to take a new engine, but it shouldn't have had to happen anyways because it was completely out of his control. Yeah. So, yeah, like, if if a Mercedes car was in that scenario, I'm sure Toto would be... Fighting it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not through any fault of Carlos's at all. If if Carlos had hit the wall, if he spun out and, like, needed the repairs and that was his fault... I understand the penalty and I, and I, I get it. The penalty is put in place. So they, the drivers don't have an advantage with the new parts, but right. can't like, I just feel like that this would have been a really good time to make an adjustment to that rule. Right. And if they still have to give him a penalty, maybe not as big of one. Right. Right. I was gonna say maybe like a five. Right. Yeah. I just feel like that makes more sense. Like clearly this was not his fault. Mm-hmm. It was at the fault of the track. Like mm-hmm. it, the, whoever, was in charge of making sure that these manhole covers were welded down, did mm-hmm. not do it properly. Yeah, and so it was super unfortunate. Carlos was very vocal about it for the rest of the weekend. He did you see my TikTok when I said or Carlos at the end of qualifying was like, "I'm in a very bad mood right yes. now, but I'm trying not to show it." Yeah, he carried that throughout the entire weekend. Yeah, and I just feel so bad for him. I you know what? I don't know why the FIA continues to surprise me, but I just thought that if it was a track issue, something out of the driver's control. Mm-hmm. 
that it wouldn't be a penalty on the driver because that's you know what look at it one way or another that's what it is it's a penalty mm-hmm. yeah. and we've had lots of people in our dm say are you gonna talk about this like this is like big news this is we don't agree with this whatever yeah we're with you i don't think anyone we're so with you i don't think anyone agrees that this is what should have happened right during the weekend as well max was very vocal about vegas when he heard that the fans were getting $200 vouchers, he said, if I was a fan, I would tear this place down. When asked if he enjoyed the track, I think it was after, I think it was after practice. He said, no, absolutely not. Like, and so he all weekend just was not, he was not a fan of Vegas. I think he was just more annoyed at the spectacle that it was trying to be like, he's there a race. That's, that's all Max ever wants to do. Mm -hmm. And he said it was like 99% party, 1% um, sporting event. And I agree with that. Like in the same night lewis was interviewed mm-hmm. and asked what he thought of the of the setup for vegas and and he said we're not a circus that's all glitz and glam that gets to go into these areas and all of the locals are affected by us mm-hmm. and after he said that i you didn't hear anything negative from lewis again for the rest of the weekend no you're so right so i have a feeling toto called him in and was like Mm-mm. you can't yeah nope none of that I don't know for sure. We don't know for sure if Toto no. was an investor, but this is what people are, t- are have said to us. Like these are the, the comments that we're reading. Um, and so if that's the case, it makes sense that Lewis w- or Toto would want to put a cap on anything negative coming out of their driver's mouth. Especially from his drivers. Yeah. Absolutely. George didn't say anything negative. I'm pretty sure. No. Like, George I mean, he's been quiet in the media recently. I think he saves his comments for the radio. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're right. Lou, that was the only negative thing that Lewis had to say. Cause I just saw after the race, he was interviewed and he said, there were so many overtakes for those that were all negative about this race and said it was all show, blah, blah, blah. They, uh, this proved them wrong. Which I agree with. I do think like, we'll get into the race in a bit. Mm-hmm. I do think that the race itself was very interesting and the straights made for some amazing passes. Yeah. You won't see that in races as commonly now where these drivers stick within their DRS chain. Yeah. If a driver passes, they'll take off. And and so it's it's rare to see that back and forth. Yeah. Like constantly switching, constantly mm-hmm. overtaking. So mm-hmm. I agree that that part was so entertaining to watch. And I that I think that had to do with how long these straights were. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not complaining about that. Mm-hmm. But I am gonna complain on how I'm gonna complain about just Vegas overall. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was executed the way it should have been. Yeah, I, I'm so with you. I since the very beginning, had my doubts about this. <laughs> I know. I was very outspoken. Um, I think I, at one point, I called myself a Vegas hater. Yeah. Um, On your story today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I still have not moved past that. I think that the race was great. It's not what I expected it to be. It was, it, it exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. in terms of, um, I thought it was going to be way more chaotic. I thought that the track was going to be much more uh, difficult and dangerous we didn't have any pit lane issues. Uh, we did have a pit lane investigation max for unsafe release, but then they found that they realized, right, or they was, decided there was no there investigation was nothing, yeah. needed. Um, but there was, I mean, everyone was kind of scared. Right. They were cautious around that turn one. We knew that they would be. Um, again, I'm going to apologize for the cats. They want out of the room and we're not doing that again today. So if you hear them, I'm sorry. I think we're, we're talking too much about the race. I do want to talk about qualifying first mm-hmm. and then we'll get into the race because qualifying was entertaining. Did you watch qualifying? Yeah, I, I did. I didn't uh, the next morning because I didn't stay up to watch it live. It was too late for me. I think it was at like 2 a.m. It was at 2 a.m. our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a lot. McLaren's not making it into Q2. Both of them. Both of them. But both Williams making it into Q2. Both Williams making it into Q3. A li- <laughs> I don't know what sort of Freaky Friday we, like, stepped into, but to see both McLarens in the drop zone and both Williams, like, comfortably into the next sessions, I was conflicted because I want Williams to do well, but I love Lando, Mm -hmm. you know? It's a weekend to forget if you're a McLaren fan. Yeah, 100%. Lance had a penalty. Yes. I think that happened in a practice session. He was impeding on a practice, like, during practice, and so he was given a five- place grid penalty i want to say i think that's what it was it was five yeah 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 um but he still didn't have a horrible qualifying session okay they, this made me laugh so hard i'm sorry i don't know who it was that said it but they said alonzo was alive the last time that they raced in vegas what a way to say that <laughs> i know 1982 so in essence they're saying fernando alonzo was old <laughs> So he was a year old. Okay. But I just thought it was so funny how they worded it. Like, just say he's old. <laughs> he's not old. He's, he's not. No, he's, he's literally not old. not old. 
Q2, notables. I fell asleep. Checo was out. Checo and was Lewis out. Hamilton was out. And Alex was the most dominant on the Australian speeds. Yeah. Straight. That yeah. doesn't surprise me. On the or he what he was Alex was the fastest on the straights. You know that little bar that shows up that yeah. shows all the data? Yeah. Alex. It was Alex and then I think fourth was Logan. And then after it was Charles. It was a Ferrari, I want to say. Like the Williams were there. They were mm-hmm. up there. They were doing so good. Mm-hmm. Um I did fall asleep during Q2 though. And then I woke up for Q3. Oh, at this at this point already, Ferrari won two for both Q1 and Q2. Yeah. Does Red Bull like sandbag in quality? Like they never perform that well in quality. No, I mean Max does, but Checo. Checo, I mean. Okay, I just want to say we had someone reach out and tell us that Checo had a different rear wing setup for this race, which made him slower on the straights. And I don't know why he went with that decision. Or that makes know. absolutely no sense because they were the most dominant car on the straights other than the Williams the entire season. Well, so why would we screw with that? I don't know. I mean, but you could see it though, because when, when during the race, when Max would overtake, he'd create a gap. Yeah. Checo couldn't. Yeah. So I, I don't have like the proper source, but that's just what was told to me that there was a different wing set up. So it's going to affect his straight line speed. Yeah. Ferrari one, two. Yeah. Logan and Alex uh six and seventh or seventh and eight and then with carlos's penalty they were starting on the third row william's third row crazy but charles got pole and you know what quali wasn't like that tight Mm-mm. it was like charles had he had set that lap he did this a couple times too, where he sets that lap like a little earlier mm-hmm. and then no one can yeah. can beat it so yeah gasly was up to fourth i want to say yeah. so it ended up being yeah. the alpines had a good weekend. the alpines had a great and weekend. no one talks about it. You were the menace in the pits this weekend. I, yes, you guys. Estee, bestie, I'm so sorry for making fun of you. I was a menace in the pits. I crashed. During carding. During carding in the pits. And she had to be rescued. I had to be rescued. Yeah. So I am, I'm a menace and I'm going to leave it there. With Carlos's penalty, it was Charles and Max in the front row. Mm-hmm. Gasly, Gasly and Russell, second row. I don't know who was third or fourth. I'm so sorry, but... Yeah, Pierre, where, like, I literally was like, where did Pierre come from? Like, he's just there. Like, he's... I feel like Pierre got more airtime slash exposure when he was with Alphatari. Oh, 100% I agree. Yeah. yeah. The Alpines are kind of like the Alfa Romeos. We're not talking about them. Right. I don't know. Well, I mean, again, like the Alfa Romeos, like, how many DNFs have we seen from Alpine this year? So... Before I get into the race, the, the driver's suits for Red Bull... For the race day, the Elvis inspired ones. So bad. Who, whose idea was it? I would not be surprised if Ferrari did this. That's well, the thing. Ferrari's race suits were like equally bad. Yeah, I did not like Ferrari's race suits no, at all. I hated them, um, but these were really bad. The, the Elvis inspired. I don't. I don't know whose idea it was, but it was horrible. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Them waving. The opening ceremony, like the concert, like the opening ceremony. Where they all showed up like Hunger Games yes, style. Yes. I didn't watch it, but I, I, I okay, watched it. Okay, so clips. I did watch it. And like, I'm just looking at my notes. My last note is I officially hate these Ferrari racing suits. They're not good. They're so bad. They're not good. Opening ceremonies. Everyone was joking that it was Hunger Games style. I didn't know Jared Leto was a singer. 30 this Seconds is, to Mars. This is a Chip Ganassi moment for me. I thought he was just a crazy actor. I had no idea mm-hmm. that he... I was like... Okay, so either that guy looks, like, really scary like Jared Leto, or that is him. It is him. And I had to text Emma in Boston, and they're like, you've just never heard of 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm like, not my type of music. I have no Not idea. my type of music either, but I knew who he was. It, just a crazy actor in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go through this really quickly here. Yeah. Go for Love it. Keith Urban. Always was have. Was he there? Yeah. Always have. Always will. Uh, Journey So Iconic. Made me happy to hear Don't Stop Believing, but also, like, kind of, like, cliche. Do they all just <laughs> play one song? Yes. Um, Jay Balvin was dressed like a human traffic cone. Really? Yes. Not, well, not, like, officially, but, like, he was wearing this big suit, and it was, like, it was either red or dark orange and, like, white stripe type deal. And I was just, like, yeah, great performance, but he looked really funny to me. Um, this may shock you about me, but I am a huge EDM girly. No, you're not. Yes, I am. So, Tiesto's set got me, like, super fired up. I had no idea. Yeah, I am. Um, also, then John Legend showed up, and, like, I love John Legend, but, like, all of me, not hype. Yeah, no, that's so, not the song he played. Yeah. That's not it. Well, like, it was with Tiesto, so it was, like, an EDM version, but I was still, like, no, like, not the, no. not the vibe. Not the vibe. Not right now. 
Um, and then also Will I Am, is he just the designated driver lineup introducer guy? Was he there again? Yes. That's so funny. I was like, wait, are we back in Miami? And I also, my last note was Logan, once again, totally in his element. Oh, yeah. He had a good weekend. He did have a good weekend. I mean, his race wasn't too good, but I think overall the weekend was good for Williams. Our loyal, loyal Logan-loving listener. She put it, she sent us a statement. Did you see? Jillian, Mm -hmm. did she send a a statement? She did, yeah. She was convinced that Logan's um, contract for next year Uh was going to be announced this weekend. Didn't happen. No. But. I think they're they're waiting until the end of the season. But they're, before they're going to announce anything. Well, we, hey, we, got we one only have one race left. <laughs> Let's jump into the race. I still don't know what happened at that first t- turn. I don't know whose fault it was. What it was. Alonzo. It was signed. Bottas was in there. Perez. Perez hit the back of Valtteri. Yeah. Check up at the back of Valtteri. And then, I don't know, all I saw was Lance Stroll just fucking zoom through. And he worked his way up to, like, in the top tens. And I was like, that is, that's everything to me. Just seeing him there. Did Max push Charles? No, it was an incident. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Yes, I think he did. (laughs) I think that an argument could have been made that the track conditions left him little to work with, like Max. So he didn't have as much control. Um, I think he was ahead on the like at the turn so i don't know he did end up getting a penalty for it at the end because they they said that he did push charles but i think if they wanted to they probably could have fought it um but why would they because the penalty was not even a real penalty yeah it was five like i feel like the fa was like hmm not really sure if that was a penalty or not so what we're gonna do is give him five seconds for a penalty because it won't matter anyways yeah but we're making everybody happy by giving the penalty. Yet the entire broadcast was like, this is not a penalty. No, because Max is... What did Max say when he was told that it was a penalty? He, he was said, like, send them my regards. He's like, ha, ah, no problem. Send them my regards. I love it. I know. I'm wearing my Max jersey today. Yes, we talk about how there's like this unfair villainization of Max Verstappen. He was playing into it this week. But he sometimes does. Yeah. Like, it's not totally unfair a lot of the times. I think people just don't know like mm-hmm. the other human side of Max. But he does have that side, like mm-hmm. his villainera side. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I was like... Oh, I freaking love it. No, like, I know. I wasn't even I wasn't even mad about no. him like wanting to he's like, okay, I can show you what I can do this. I can easily make my way back up with that right. five second penalty. No, because I think in his his head he's like, okay, so I have to win with at least a five second time gap. Not a problem. Cool. Challenge accepted. Yeah. I, and I, I understand why some people think that that might be arrogant and like they don't like Max because of it. I think it's hilarious. I think Max just knows how good he is. Because even though people refer to him as, like, the FIA's, like, baby, he's like, hmm, all right. Okay, well, I'm here to race, so if you've got a problem with that, like, sorry. He has no problem challenging the FIA. Not a problem. I was was a fan of everything Max said and did this weekend. We don't hear from me very often, but I was a fan of him this weekend. Max took the first red eye out of Las Vegas. As soon as the race finished. No, he wanted to party after. <laughs> he he, 100% was like, he's like, let's just party. Like, I don't, he, I want to just go straight to the party. Um, but it wouldn't have shocked me if he, if he DNF'd, if he was out of there. Um, well, hey, that was the closest we got to a Max Verstappen DNF all what, year. the collision with George? Yes. Well, well we'll get there because we're skipping over Lando. Oh, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. So, okay. So for Lando, it wasn't his fault. So... Okay, there was a bump. That's not confirmed. It's though. not? No. I th- because so many people have sent it into us. It, it, yes, it's being set. It's being like spread. Like, I don't know. But there's no, I, I looked uh, it up. I haven't seen a super reliable source yet. That, okay. So what people are saying is that it was a bump in the track, caused his car to bottom out, and for Lando not to have control. Right. That's what's going around. As Hannah said, we don't know if it's confirmed. Um, it was terrifying. Like, thank God there was so much like runoff space for him to not just be full force into the barrier, but for when he hit the wall and just like slid, I might, I felt sick. Like my heart just dropped. Yeah. It wouldn't like shock me if it was a problem with the track because. Well, we've seen it already. Well, okay. Yes. But I think just the optics of like the crash itself was. Lando had full control of the car and it wasn't a turn. It wasn't, it was, he was going straight Mm -hmm. and he just lost it. And it shouldn't have been a place for him to lose it. No, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, yes, I don't want to say that like, oh, that's what happened. Because again, 
we don't want to get our sources straight before we would say anything like that. We're not sure. But um, it would make sense because he shouldn't have lost it the way he did. No. But, So he, what was that, lap four? Four, yeah. DNF'd, obviously, he was taken to the medical center and then just precautionary taken to the hospital. He's okay. His uh, his radio message that said, I'm okay. Yeah. I just, my heart, like, my I, my heart broke. I know. I was not okay. No, we were not okay. Like, I was, I was like, I actually don't want to watch this anymore. If Charles wasn't in second, I was like, I'm turning this off. Lando is okay. Yes. Photos of him at the hospital he posted them. He was smiling. Yeah. He was also like strapped into the yeah, bed. Like, I know. Which I thought was kind of weird. It was very weird. As if they had to like pin him down. Right. They're like, you're coming to the hospital. He's like, I want to go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Probably. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Probably. That is for legal reasons. That is a joke. <laughs> the driver's standings were Lando determined was last night. I know Checo's, Checo's second place. Checo's was, was determined. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a lot of chaos that happened within the first like four laps, and then we I took notes. I don't think they make sense, but Mine make no sense we're either. just gonna go through them. Carlos was told he was pushing too hard. He was he was just trying to overtake and like pass and work his way back through the grid because he had to go, he had to pit under the safety car, and he was told that he had to slow the car down or he had to cool the car down, otherwise it was gonna be imminent failure. I don't know exact wording that they used, but I guess he was pushing too hard. Um, which you, you can't do all out on the track for every single lap. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, we saw Lance Stroll pass Danny Rick as a Lance Stroll lover. I loved it as a Danny Rick lover. I was very sad. I need to just have one favorite. I need to just like stick with them because I get too you conflicted. Have, I, I have thought about this. You have too many favorites. I'm in love with like half the drivers on the yes. grid. I'll do better next year. I'll just pick two. And they'll be Lance and Lando. I was like, who is that going to be? <laughs> Lance and Lando. I have I have things to say about Lance, but I'll save it for the end. They're important things. They're not just like me t- saying I love him. Oh, like, Don't worry. C- no, just because he has facial hair this weekend. <laughs> no, he, I... Okay. I would, we'll, we'll save it for the we'll end. We'll save it for the we'll end. end. Uh, we saw Max, even though he had that five-second penalty, he didn't. He was going to take it when he went to the pit. Yeah. Um. So he, he took that lead. But Charles stayed within DRS, like within that one second gap. And he stayed there for a while, which we haven't seen from the Ferraris Mm -hmm. at all this season. So I loved it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he did that right till the end, like literally to the last lap. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't with Max at that point, but he was right there. At one point he did pass Max, but this was when Max was called into box. Mm -hmm. And so it was more like Max wasn't going to fight. Yeah. Like he's going to go into pit mm-hmm. in like the next two corners mm-hmm. but it was kind of interesting to see like charles charles is fast you know <laughs> the ferraris are doing something and then when charles went into pit the the they messed up on his pit stop it was like an extra second i saw like the the i think it was the right front yeah. that got like stuck like they had one job when max came out from his pit stop he dropped down to 11th place mm-hmm. because of that five second penalty did it affect him not really. He just had to work his way through the grid, which he did. Because mm-hmm. he had pit pretty, like, early compared to everyone else, too. So everyone still had to go in. Mm-hmm. So. And then this was when we saw Max and George. Yes, their collision. this was crazy. Who? Okay. George got the penalty for it. Yeah. I don't want to be attacked for this because I truly, like, I I watched the incident, incident once. I didn't. I don't know what happened. But I I don't think George should have been penalized for it. I think that he truly had nowhere else to go. George had George had to turn like he could, otherwise. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think George would have got penalized for it. If anything, it should have been labeled a racing, a racing incident. incident. Like yes, I watched part it of- back a couple times. I couldn't see any like glaring mistake from either driver. Right, that's the thing. I couldn't. I couldn't see exactly who was at fault either. Right. So it's like, why wasn't it racing incident? Right. Was it because Max lost some of his wing? Like. I don't know. Yeah, there was definitely more debris off Max's car. Um, not that the, F- that the FIA should be like, well, who yeah. lost more debris? Who lost more debris? <laughs> but um, they obviously make those decisions. We don't know based off of yeah. So George got that. Time. Yeah, he got that five-second penalty. But we in the group chat were freaking out because we were like, this, this is what's going to take Max out. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. Because I could see pieces of the Red Bull yeah. off of his car, yeah. like flying off his car. Yeah. Like... We were like, this is, this is what's going to take him out. Yeah. George. Shocking? No. It wasn't. He was fine. Max was fine. But for a moment there, 
we were like, this is it. Yeah. Charles will win. There was a safety car that was brought out during, I don't know if it was virtual safety car or what, but it was brought out because I had to clear the track. And in that time, um, Checo and Max both pit. Yes. So I don't, Charles didn't know that they pit until after the race because he asked in the little limo thing that they were in, he was like, did you guys pit during the safety car? And they said, yeah. Oh, interesting. I know. So Charles had a bit of a disadvantage. His la- his tires were older, like by five laps or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he didn't pit under the safety car. I think if he had, he might've been able to he fight for first a little after bit. after the race, he said, I truly believe that if there was no safety car, mm-hmm. we would have won. Yeah, because the Ferraris, surprisingly, um, they're tire life was so much was better, better than yeah. everyone else's on the grid. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I don't doing. know. I don't know either. I, that's it. We just don't know. So I, I think the safety car was obviously very unfortunate, but what can you do? So I just, full transparency, fell asleep with 10 laps left. See, this is when Charles and Checo were fighting. Because, right. Because Max, but... Max passed Checo and then passed Charles yes. to get first place. Yes. And then, sorry. No, that's, after that is when I fell asleep. Because I texted you in Boston and I said, I'm going to bed. I can't wait to be really awoken by the Dutch national anthem in 10 laps. <laughs> but and, then there was still more that happened. Right. But, okay, so what I, my question is, when I woke up, I woke up during uh, post-race interviews. So the, the anthem didn't even wake me up, which is crazy. I've had a weekend. And um, I saw that Hulk and Sonoda... Um, DNF'd and yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I just saw both of them pull off into the runoff area. Oh, okay. So, they so it wasn't like a collision no. or like it didn't cause a safety car or anything like that. No. Okay. They they pulled off to a safe enough point where they 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 didn't have to stop the race. Okay. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I was like, it looked like a parking lot. And I was like, is Nico Hulkenberg just parking his car? <laughs> like I was truly so confused. And then Yuki did the same, the same spot. So it was a safe place for them to pull off their car, like pull their car off. But I don't know what happened. Okay. This website that I'm looking at just says that Nico was forced to retire. doesn't actually say why, but it does say that Yuki, Yuki's issues were gearbox issues. Sad. So he reported them to the team and then they just asked him to retire. So that is why there was no, you know, issues. I don't even know. There were 50 laps. There were 12 laps to go. That's when Max overtook. That's yeah. when he fell asleep. That's when he fell asleep. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought it was really funny because obviously like the big battle was on those three at the front. Right. But every once in a while they were like showing the back. Yeah. Like, and at one point George and Alex were fighting each other and I was like, they're besties. They're besties. Like, they're besties. Um, I thought that was funny. But Charles was in second. Max had pulled, like he had, I don't know how he created that gap. I don't know how he does it, but it was pretty obvious that first place was his at this point. And then I think Oscar was fourth, but he had yet to pit for new tires. Oh Yeah. And so that was just sad to see. I think maybe they were waiting, hoping for another safety car to bring Oscar in to pit. But, like, to see him have to go in and drop down, like, I don't even know, 10 places. Like, where did Oscar end up finishing? Oscar ended up finishing 10th. But yeah. he actually scored two points because he ended up That's getting the fastest Well, because he well. had brand new tires. Yeah. 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 Um, so he dropped down, like, six places because that that pit stop. But he was fourth for a while. And I was like, okay, I love this. Jo- uh, Stroll was fifth for a while. Yeah. Which... Stroll was second for a while. I know. <laughs> yeah, we glossed over Our that. DMs, I would just like to say, blow up when Lance does something. Which I love. So, yeah, we had a, quite a few messages when Lance was in second place for a while. It was because of pit stops and just timing and everything. Yeah, thank you for everyone who checked in on me. Um, I was still very sick from Lando, but I was very happy to see Lance in second. Like, that is all I ever needed. Like, we could have stopped the race right then and there. I would have been so happy. Also, I just want to point out that Oscar, when he did go in for the pit, it was a 1.9 second pit stop. Yes. So close to breaking their own record yeah. of the fastest pit stop. Of the 1.8. Right. McLaren, they're cooking. They're cooking. <laughs> they're cooking. <laughs> they had Wendy enough and, and one of their drivers finished 10th, but they are cooking. He's <laughs> in the pits. Um, okay. So this is what I, I, when we talked about earlier, how Checo was not as fast on the straights because Charles was when, when Checo overtook Charles for that second place, Charles was in that DRS yeah. for like pretty much the remainder of yeah. the race. Yeah. And it, it got close a few times and we're like, is he going to get the spot back? Like is like, what? So is you could happen? feel it coming before he actually made the move. Well, it was, we wanted it to come okay. because we couldn't know because a few times he was within that like 0. 0.6, like yeah. 0. 0.7. And we're like, you you could, you could go for the pass, but here's the thing. You could, you could just maybe, you could. You could. Do you want to just try? <laughs> but usually you don't go for that pass unless you're like 0. 0.3, 0. 0.2 behind. Right. 
when the timing, the the intervals, everything showed up on the side at that last lap, it said Charles was 0.6 behind Checo. That is also not the first time this race where he took a, a jump like that when he overtook Max. Well, and yes, it was when Max was mm-hmm. about to pit. He overtook him when he had a 0. 0.5, I believe, yeah. or 0. 0.6 um, gap between mm-hmm. the two. And yeah. and Ferrari came on, on the radio and was like, that was a great jump. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how, I don't know what Charles did, how he managed to do it. I don't know if the timing screen just wasn't updated properly. Right. But we, I didn't know if Charles was going to make it. He literally waited until the last second to make that pass. Mm-hmm. Like, Checo had already braked at this point. Mm-hmm. And he he pulled it off. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the last possible place that you could have mm-hmm. made the pass because the, the start-finish straight was the next one. And, like, it was beautiful. It was so nice. It was lovely. I loved it. I've seen the replay it. now. It's, yeah. I wish I was able to watch it live, mm-hmm. but. Max was asked to slow down or, like, to give Checo a toe to try and help Checo out. He Max did. He, he was, like, five seconds ahead and he dropped down to, like, 2.5 or 2. Um... But it didn't. It didn't help enough. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, because I'm a Charles girly. But that. Uh, but even before I fell asleep, they were Max was radioing in like, "Let's play a team game," whatever, mm-hmm. just to keep Charles behind. That was when uh, Checo was behind Max. Yeah, and he was like, "Let's like, let's work together on this. We can have. We can finish a one two. But I don't know where I, the miscommunication yeah. was. But I don't think that Checo got the memo. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it just, I mean, a 1-3 is okay. A 1-3 is not bad <laughs> Checo, at all. for those of you who don't know, secured second place in the driver's standings mm-hmm. uh, last night. So I was just sad because Lando could have had fourth in the standings yeah. because he had passed Carlos and Charles. Yeah. And he just had, he was like three points away from Fernando yeah. and he DNF'd. And I'm like, now he's back down to six, which isn't horrible. Like yeah. he's still in the top 10 in driver's standings, but he was so close. And I truly think that even though he started in the back half of the grid, I truly think he could have worked his way up beautifully. Yeah. Like, so I'm really sad about that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I also just, but it's tough because I don't know that they said the McLaren car was just not suited for this track. And that's just unfortunate. Well, they said the Williams car was suited for this track and we only had Alex. Did Alex get in the points? Alex did not get in the points. He finished 12th and Logan Sargent finished 16th. And I had higher hopes for Logan Sargent. Mm -hmm. Because I obviously had higher hopes for Alex too. um, Because we've seen it from Alex this season. Maybe I wasn't as shocked. But um, Logan, I I had higher hopes for. I thought he might have been closer to the points. I don't know what happened. He just... They just weren't, the Williams just isn't the best car. I mean, but it's not a bad car and we've talked about that. So I don't know where the disconnect is, but either way, we'll move onward and upward. Um, Esteban started 16th, finished fourth. Yeah. Lance started 19th, finished fifth. Yeah. I will just say George finished fourth technically. Right. But then his five second penalty dropped him down. Yeah. Um, But from 19th to fifth. I love Lance. This isn't what I have to say. There's like, I have more to say. I'll just say it now. So I, I went, when I got home, I didn't watch the podium ceremony and thank God I didn't because I was so confused. I didn't, I watched it this morning. I'm still confused because why are we calling it a podium ceremony? There was no podium Well, there was ceremony. a podium ceremony, but the FAA just thought that the drivers would like to be tourists for a second and watch the fountains for like a minute. But that's not a podium ceremony. Like you're totally, you're totally right. <laughs> No, I'm not arguing with that at all. But if, they, they just really wanted them to watch the fountains. Okay. And then they took them to the podium ceremony. So there was one, but they needed a limo. Yeah, I'm out. I'm so out. I See, this is where I was like, you've lost me. But when I got home, I had just... F1 TV was like on my computer, so I just pressed watch live to see what was happening. Perfect timing. You know what? Lance had just been pulled in for an interview mm-hmm. um, with Laura Winter and that man has no media training. No. None. 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 And it was just, I watched this on Twitter this morning. He he said fun and exciting like five times. He's like, yeah, it's super fun and exciting. Just like really is exciting. It was, you know, we, we like nothing, nothing was coming out that was important. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about media. And I don't it, blame yeah, him. Yeah, I don't even know if it's media training. But, I think it's just like not caring. But he did say a lot about next season and working towards next season and how they learned a lot from the car um, in these last few races and that they're hoping to use that for next season. So he's like, he's talking about being back in the car. 
Oh, I look, as much as I wanted it, I didn't actually think that Lance was going to be out of the car next but season. But no one knows. No one knows. It's just a question mark by his name. But then, it will be a question mark forever. It's not just this year. I know. But then he also said, let's not do the 3 a.m. thing again. Like, he was like, I'm ready for bed. I, I believe I would not be surprised. Because if- here's what I was thinking about. There's only a couple night races on the calendar, but I don't think any of them are this late, even when they're when they are in night races. But so a lot of these drivers, even though for us the times are crazy, they are still in the same wake up sleep cycle type mm-hmm. deal. The everyone's like wake cycle is just off. So yeah. even for the drivers, even though sometimes they're racing across the world, and for us it's in the middle of the night, it's like they always had like the wake up, have breakfast, mm-hmm. normal like routine type deal, and this. Having it in the time zone, in, in the time zone that, that they did and having it so late was just like, it threw everyone's cycle off. Everyone's. There was no point. George, what do you say? He's like, I took four naps today and I don't know what time it is. Right. Like, like you, geez, drivers, that's not, that's it, not safe. Safe. Like, that's not <laughs> healthy. No. Like, like I said, like, even though they're, they're traveling across the world, different time zones, whatever, they always still have this cycle to follow. Mm-hmm. And this one just screwed it up completely. Mm-hmm. For what? Because you know what? Run. It's dark at like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have raced. I mean, they raced at what? 10 p.m. So um, I think that I truly, I don't think Vegas should be a night race. But then at the same time, they want to show the glitz, the glam. They want to show the lights. Right. So they're not going to have it during the day. But they're not going to have it at like 6 p.m. when the sunset's going down because that's dangerous. Right. So it's like night race it is. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty much all that they can do. But I, yeah, I think that, come on, even like an hour earlier mm-hmm. or maybe not have all of these events that go so incredibly late. Like, right. These drivers aren't going to bed until right. way past midnight. And then they need, like, they're still going to wake up in the morning. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was unfair to the drivers. Yeah. Unfair for us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Because one of our listeners sent in, they were like, I know y'all are in central time zone. And this is literally the same time we were waking up for Suzuka. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. You're so right. Wait, no. we didn't even talk about the fact that the graphic after FP1 was Charles first, Nico second, Kevin third, and I sent it to you, and you had no idea. No, I res- my response, part of my French, my response was, what the fuck? Yeah. Because I didn't know what was going on. Emma had and no so, idea that practice no idea. had even, like, been canceled or anything no, like I that? No, I was in the Jonas Brothers mindset. Like... So for me, just to send her the graphic of, like, the top three being Charles and two hosses was hilarious to me. I... Yeah, I was confused. I don't know. I don't know. Um, one more race left. Crazy. Abu Dhabi. That's not this coming weekend. That's yeah, it is. We're getting Pato. Yes, we are getting, getting Pato. Yes, we are. Yeah. But it is it's this, this coming weekend? It is. Okay, so then track stats will be re- released on TikTok this week because this episode is too long for track stats. <laughs> yeah, Abu Dhabi, 24th to 26th. Okay. Um, real, real quick. I just want to say that next year, they have two triple headers in a row. To end the season. Like, it's three races, a break, and then three races, and then they're done. Like, that's a lot. Like, triple headers are a lot. But I didn't realize that they had two to end the season next year. That's... But they also have two, like, month-long breaks, almost. Like, they have two four-week-long breaks. Okay. What the hell are we gonna do? I don't know. (laughs) Dive deep into Indy. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Indy will be on at that point. Um, So, I suggest looking at the calendar for next year, just because it's it's strange. Interesting. I haven't looked at it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, do we have any final thoughts? I'm just racking my brain. The sphere was not shown nearly as much as I thought it would be. There was one part when that face was there and it was so distracting. Actually, I do have a final thought. James Hinchcliffe is my favorite person in the entire world because he was wearing a sweater. I think it was during one of the first nights and his other, you know, commentators are wearing jackets. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Did he say how, something? Well, they're just like, how Canadian of James yeah. to not be wearing a jacket right <laughs> Because, okay, I want to say it was like plus five yesterday outside for us. And yeah. it was so nice Beautiful. out. Like, but everyone in Vegas at night, they're all bundled up. Yeah. They're wearing jackets. I don't blame you. You're not used to that. Um, but I just thought it was funny. And James Hinchcliffe, so Canadian. Yeah. Out there in a sweater. I know. I love that. Man. So funny. Also, on the first night of... Um, practice the blue man group came in and invaded their like pre-practice whatever um commentary and they were like supposed to be escorted off and they kind of one of them wasn't leaving and james was like you need to go like we're done i can't believe we didn't talk about this i'm sorry max singing viva las vegas oh 
at the very end. Um, that whole that whole end of the race, I don't. I mean, we still got the Max for Seven podcast. It was just in the, in the, back, of the, in the back of the limo. And then they decided that they wanted to be tourists, so they brought him to the fountains, back in the limo for the podium ceremony. Sure. Weird. Weird. I'm out. I was so confused. Because if I'm a fan and I'm, like, waiting to, like, go watch the podium ceremony, I'm like, where the hell are you taking the drivers? I'm here for the podium ceremony. Yeah. I don't know. It was strange. It was so weird. But that was, that was Vegas. I think that's all we have to say about it. And Abu Dhabi's next week. And then we were going on a two-month hiatus. No, <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Um, we'll be around. We'll be around. We're not. Yeah. Don't worry. We're still here. Last but not least, um, super exciting news. Our friends over at Furious Motorsport, they're having a super, super fun Black Friday sale. Black Friday isn't, like, as huge of a thing as in Canada. Um, oh, it's getting there, though. It's getting there, though. So head over to the website because by the time this episode airs, their sale will be on. So the sale is buy one, get one 40% off, buy two, get one 70% off, or buy three, get one free. And again, I don't know about you, but you can never have too many jerseys. I posted on a story the other day of just all my jerseys and what I was going to wear. I wore the Vegas one during the Grand Prix. Maybe that's why Lewis didn't have a good race, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so take advantage of that sale. And you can also use our code TRACKTALK with it uh, for an extra discount on top of it. So go to the link in our bio and get yourself some new jerseys because, I mean, even though the season's almost over, you can still rep motorsport. So thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad I had my max one this weekend because mm-hmm. just his energy was my energy all weekend. That's fair. Yeah, no, it totally was. Which is so funny because I came you look, in. You look really cute right last. now. Like you're the beige and the white. Like it's all very coordinated. Thank you so yeah. much. I love this jersey. And when I, I find when I wear Red Bull racing stuff or like Max Verstappen stuff, I get the most amount of people like talking F1 with me. That's fair. I mean, yeah, because yeah, he's he's everything right now. He's everything right now. Anyways, that was the Vegas Grand Prix. We are Track Talk. Good ciao for now.